What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Pace the Nation, episode 43, broadcasting from Studio 1A here in downtown Clarendon, in the heart of Arlington, Virginia. I'm your host, Chris Farley. Alongside me, as always, back for another week, it's Joanna Russo. Joanna, what's up? Chris, did you see the sunrise this morning? I heard it was awesome, but I did not see it. It was amazing. I was actually sleeping while you were probably out running, enjoying that sunrise. It was probably the best this year. I heard there was like rainbows out there, stuff like that. There was rainbows. It was it was like really orange and pink. It was beautiful. Wow, that's awesome. I also want to introduce our other co-host. It's William E. Docs. Docs, what's up? Well, I was awake when the sun came up this morning, but I was unaware that I should be looking outside. And now I'm now I'm just gonna live the rest of the podcast in regret. You're you're, you're disappointed. Mm-hmm. In, you're disappointed in yourself. The missing out on the finer things <laughs> in life. I did see a lot of tweets this this morning about some rainbows and sun sunset or sun not sunset sunrises. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm glad at least one of the three of us could enjoy it. It was really spectacular. I was on the Mount Vernon Trail, okay. and um, when I started my workout, it was dark. Mm-hmm. And at one point I stopped to adjust the interval setting on my watch. And then all of a sudden I see this rainbow in front of me and then I turn around and just, it was like fire in the sky. Like the whole sky was just totally orange. And then there was like little hints of pink and it was framing the um, Jefferson Memorial. So it was really pretty. Well, for, for our listeners. I have three follow-up questions. <laughs> all right. Just for our listeners reference, uh-huh. it's Thursday, February 25th. We usually do broadcasts on Thursday. So for some reason, today was particularly uh, a, a beautiful sunrise. I think because of the storm. And, oh, okay. All right. And Doc's follow-up question number one. Did you find a pot of gold? No. Uh, no? That's too bad. Well, she did She did Uber to the studio <laughs> yeah. today, so I thought maybe she paid her Uber in gold. That's, that's true. Um, and Good question. Yeah. 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 Question number two. Yeah. yeah. Are you lying because you don't want to share the gold with us? Yeah. <laughs> no, I would share... Okay. All right. Sounds convincing, right, Father? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, and my third question, any pictures? No. So I, n- I never run with my phone, and I was so sad this morning that I didn't have my phone mm-hmm. because it, it's like I can't even really describe how beautiful the sunrise was this morning. But mm-hmm. I'm sure that there's plenty of other people that were out there who did have their phones. So I'm sure there will be pictures on All Instagram. Right, I've, I've seen Joanna take pictures yeah. during her runs before. Yeah. So now I want to circle back to that pot of gold question. Well, <laughs> I, I have okay, a, I don't usually carry okay. my phone and with I, me. I have... I have taken pictures on the phone, and you kind of hit on a uh, yeah, right out of the gates here. You hit on a Farley kind of hot button topic uh-huh. here. Uh-oh. Uh I take my phone uh, generally. I, I do run with my phone. Probably, I would say you take your phone everywhere. Seventy-five percent of the time, I do have my phone on me. You, if you have your phone on you seventy seventy percent of the time, I would say seventy percent of the time you're not paying attention to your surroundings <laughs> right. and you're on your phone. On my phone, running. Yeah. Right. Is this your hot bot, hot <laughs> no, topic button or no, mine? No, 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 no. I was going to go a little bit different direction uh-huh. with it. So I, I at times take pictures. You know, if there's something particularly noticeable or notable or whatever, I'll mm-hmm. I'll take a picture and tweet it out or whatever. But what would be notable? Um, you know, a. Uh, I've taken a picture of a a deer that walked right up to me uh, mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I took a picture. That's uh, notable. Yeah, or 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 noticeable, mm-hmm. notable, noticeable. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've taken pictures of you know me running in a Redskins 
uh, jersey on the day of the Redskins playoff game, on the morning run of the Redskins playoff game. Okay, I mean, so I think context is captured. Go on with your, your topic. Okay, so what I get annoyed by, though, mm-hmm. are Here the folks who take pictures trying to project how great their run is when I'm like, you're only taking that picture because you're wanting to tell everybody you're actually out on a run. It's not because the scenery is so Mm. remarkable. You're trying to brag about your run. People do that all the freaking time. It's true. I didn't know See? that runners actually felt they that do. way. I know that non-runners don't like it when, when runners are telling everybody, but... It, There's one person that I follow on Instagram, and to be honest, like I might unfollow this person because right. every picture she posts is basically the same. It's the same place in her run and it's just like her leaping in the air and i'm like how many times can i see this picture exactly well she's gonna know that now that was too specific well that's fine don't call her out on that (laughs) she wouldn't have thought of that but me in a redskins jersey on the day of a playoff game i think that's Deserves an unfollow as well. <laughs> I think that actually is a worthwhile picture. Or like a really pretty sunrise. Or a pretty sunrise. But not just the run-of-the-mill average whatever shot. Well, That's can, just bragging. Well, can we... And I don't care that you're out on a run. Seriously. Can, I mean, I do care. Let me let me, let me <laughs> yeah. track that. Because yeah. as I've said in the past, I've said in the past, I do want to inspire people to get out on a run. So I do care that you're out on a run. Mm-hmm. I, I truly do care. But I want you to do to enjoy the run for the run and not necessarily have to enjoy the run so everybody knows you're out on a run. Well, and there is studies that have proven that people who like attend concerts and take pictures or video the whole time don't enjoy it as much as people who don't do that. So you you experience more if you're not trying to capture it on social media. Great analogy. Mm-hmm. Thank you. That's what I that you articulated it better than I was. So I, I do want people to run. That is mm-hmm. the purpose of this podcast. I want to inspire people to run. But uh, well, I have a couple of points. Oh man, um, what have I gotten myself into early <laughs> on in the show? One, one, I think that there are some people that um, use social media to keep their training honest Motiv- and motivate them. Okay, I think, yeah. yeah. And, All right. And in that respect, I would say that uh, it's great that they're posting their daily runs okay. and, and whatnot because then they feel that that's part of the routine. And if they don't do that, then they have some accountability. Okay. So it's an accountability thing. I yes. get that. Okay. okay. So All that's right. and and maybe you don't necessarily want to see that, but I don't I don't blame them for doing that. Uh, secondly, I think that that we can take something that you're focusing in on just running and and kind of. Uh, pull back a little bit and maybe Joanna can articulate this better Um, (laughs) but uh, like there's a lot of people that that uh, are terrible at social media right Uh so it's so it's not just specifically like like these running posts or something like this but there's there's quite a few things all right so they're not trying to be offensive they're just not good at social media I mean that could also be the case you know okay all right. Well, you don't want to try to take a stab at articulating that point. Translate it for I us. I mean, social media is such a, a difficult topic because it it is there. There are some people that that personality wise don't want to share that much on social media or have a different idea of what social media should be used for. Yep. And there are some people that just want to put every minute of their life and right. share everything on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that for maybe Farley, maybe for me, like I like for Instagram, for example, I want to see cool pictures mm-hmm. or I want to see like I, I want I want Instagram to pe- to be one picture that captures an experience. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people who are just posting these like 
whatever pictures or they're putting 10 pictures of the same thing or not doing mm-hmm. that. And that's what annoys me. Right. And so I think from what you're just saying is that the social media experience is different for Definitely. everybody Definitely. And, and there are different perspectives. Okay. Well, it's but, art and art is different for different yes, people. And it, and it hits people differently. But uh, I think going forward, we're all going to agree that we're going to follow Chris Farley's <laughs> rules <laughs> right. uh, on social media. And uh, what were some some of the other things that you want us to follow rules yeah, on? I, you know what? I don't want to go down that hole right uh, now. Okay. I really don't. Okay. I don't want to. I've already it's too early in the morning for alienated that. some mm. of our listeners already. So we're uh, just just suffice to say that we're happy you're out running. Yeah, that's and what, even that's though we may point. not like your picture on Instagram, yeah. we're happy you're out there. running. I am happy you're out there running. So we'll leave it at, at that. But this, I guess this this was the this was the other the other okay. the other side of it, which I thought was interesting that that you were beating up on runners because <laughs> it seems I didn't to be, mean to do that, but yes, uh-huh. okay. but it 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 seems to be a really popular uh, social media move for people for non runners to hate on runners are like oh big deal you ran a marathon you know like you post it and it's right. like big deal you ran a marathon like do we really need to see every time you're running a marathon i see a lot of that negativity from from the non-running community i see that not even on social media but in my daily life when i was in maine visiting my brother every morning when i'd go for a run he'd be like way to throw it in my face that you're going yeah, for a run right <laughs> yeah I-, I do think that that's like that is a thing. I think it's like a funny or die skit or something like that. Well, now there. it's like, it's yeah, it's it's that uh, sort of that sort of like skit or that sort of translation or, or of of I've of heard running. I've heard running. I've heard so many variations of that joke. Yeah, where it seems like that's in the culture now. You know, where right. there's a culture for that. Mm, um, I don't. I don't particularly care for it because, in that respect, I feel like just just let it be. You know, like don't don't have so much negative energy about right. about people who are who are doing something positive and excited about doing something positive. All right, I will I will lose my negativity towards that. I feel like I should though. This is the last. Thing. I feel like I should teach a class on how to do social mm-hmm. social media, Instagram, Twitter. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have all these like. Mm-hmm. Great ideas. I th- I think that that's <laughs> a great thing that you should add to your schedule because yeah. you don't have enough don't going have on to, already. Yeah, uh-huh. I, I do. You feel should like schedule I, that immediately before we do the podcast, the or right. uh, if I know you well, schedule it at the same time that you've scheduled right, the podcast. Right. Right. All right. All right. But if anybody wants tips on mm-hmm. how to do social media, you can contact me. It's at Run Pacer. Of course, you can contact the show. It's at Pace the Nation. We do have a big show today, guys. Uh, we're excited to be joined by Brandon Boucher. He's going to talk about the fit process at Pacers Running. He's an assistant manager over at the Old Town Alexandria store. He's also going to talk to us about some some training. And we're going to talk about some spring training for races, fall training for races. Joanne and I got a spring race on the docket. Docs has a fall race that he's uh, training for now. So we'll talk about training and do's and don'ts and what we're up to. We're going to talk some about my trip to Boston uh, last week. Exciting trip with New Balance. I talked to Jenny Simpson. I had a few questions for her. We're going to play that. It's a quick interview, guys, so uh, don't mm-hmm. get, don't get your, your hopes up. Jenny Simpson, of course, is the uh, world champion. I'm trying to look at our plaque in here. 2011, I think. I think it's 2011. 2011. World yeah. champ uh, in the 1500 in 2011. Uh, was that in 
Beijing, I believe. Daegu. Daegu. Da- yeah. In Daegu. Uh, we've got the tweets of the week. We've got in the news. We've got Clarendon Construction. We've got a happy hour tonight. Another podcast is listening to us. We've got a sponsor of snacks, and we've got a new website. So a ton to get into uh-huh. today. Can I, I mean, start I on, on two of them at the same yeah, time? Go ahead. We can knock out two of them at the same time. If we're talking about snacks, can we have snacks? Yes. I, you know, I got an email this week from our good friend Greg over at ASICS. Uh, now, can we have snacks today? I unfortunately didn't bring anything other than my own <laughs> coffee, and uh, you know, in the future, <sighs> in the in the future, uh, we will have a, a snack sponsor. Believe it or not, mm-hmm. the good folks over at Asics have mm-hmm. committed to being a weekly snack sponsor of Pace the Nation. Thank that's, you. That's big. And I really think us. this is an example of how perseverance really pays off because <laughs> I think that Docs and I really never let go of the snacks question mm-hmm. and finally episode 43 we're going to see something for that. There's a lesson out there for all you kids. All right, so actually it wasn't a email, it was a text from Greg uh, from Asics. He said that he is proposing to bring not this week cuz he's in Florida with with a work trip for mm-hmm. Asics, but he's proposing to bring weekly snacks to the studio, sponsored by uh, ASICS. So uh, he's hoping that this will help you re-up your contract, Docs. Mm, it can't hurt. <laughs> so, Is that good, still a negotiation? It's a good negotiation tact. Yeah. Yeah, it is. This is really kind of you to appear on. It has it been three episodes on Good Faith. This is the third. This is the third consecutive episode uh, without a contract. Yeah. Uh, I think if it goes any further, the podcast union is going to uh, get involved, and I don't think we, they're too happy with that. me. We yeah. don't want that. Yeah, that's probably one of the biggest uh, and and strongest unions in the country. It is. Yeah. Historically speaking, definitely. Yeah. 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 I know they had a lot to do with the Declaration of Independence. Um, depends on which history books you're reading. I was hoping we'd go down contract talks and talk about Kirk Cousins and his possible franchise tag. Nope. That's the, that's the route I wanted to go. Not the Declaration of Independence. But. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you took it that way. But, uh, we do have, the point is we do have snacks and thanks to Asics and Greg. I look forward to, uh, some healthy snacks. What do you guys want next week? Joanna likes pears. Okay. I do, I do like pears. I like Asian yeah. pears. I'm I also am on a big orange kick right now. Orange. I'm like, convinced that if I eat an orange a day, I'm not going to get sick. Would you like an orange today? Yeah, I would actually. I like those tangerines. Oh, uh-huh. Clement, like the, the little clementines, clementines the smaller uh-huh. oranges. Do you yeah. like the song Tangerine? I don't know that song. She uses tangerines. Is that a Beatles Beatle song? Yes. Yeah. I did. I, did I pull that? Really? No, it's okay. not a Beatles okay. song. <laughs> All right, but uh, all right, we'll have to get our list together and give it to Greg. But thank you, Greg. And well, Asics. and if any of our listeners have snack suggestions, I would be mm. curious what they suggest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because maybe it. we're missing out on the good snacks. Mm-hmm. Tweet uh, at Pace Nation. Tweet at Asics. Well, I can say Might yeah. as well just tweet at Asics because yeah, that'll be relevant. To, yeah, <laughs> um, relevant to them. I will say that in the past, I, I think you know, like trail mix or something like this is also good. Yeah. Um, but I would say that. Uh, we had one episode where somebody in the room was eating a peanut butter apple, uh, and that was picked up quite a bit by the microphones. Yeah, it was. So, uh, not sure if that that's uh, the best snack, yeah. but um, maybe we can give it a go and see if something happens. Uh, we also had uh, some behind-the-scenes uh, work done by Saucony, and they're trying to get us a, a 
I'd say in the running community, a uh, A-list guest. So we're uh, working on that for an in-studio appearance. Is that what we call in the business a tease? That's a tease. Yeah. Oh, so we're not going to say who it is? Not going to say who it is yet because okay. those things can fall through. Mm-hmm. Uh, scheduling can be tough. So Right. So keep uh, listening. So keep yes. listening. Uh, so th- those are big news. Can we, an- can we announce it now? I'd like to not announce it now. Oh, we that's still whole, can't. We the, still can't. Yeah, that's okay. the whole point of it. I was I just checking wanna... back. You oh, said okay. keep listening. I was oh, just okay. checking back. No, not a second later. <laughs> I don't want to announce it. No. Yet. Okay. Uh, also, um, as we were making announcements and, and changes and new updates, we have a new website. It's at runpacers backslash podcast. Uh, so you can check us out online and see what's happening. The latest uh, podcast will be up there. The latest news of what's happening, like the happy hour that's going to be going on tonight uh, or that just happened. We always uh-huh. get into this every single Hop hour. into your time machines. <laughs> yeah. We got a podcast last Thursday. Yeah. So uh, uh, I meant, I meant um, happy hour. Yeah. Oh, boy. Hop in your time machines and erase that from your memory. That's right. I don't like to make mistakes. So we uh, do have a new website, so check us out at runpacers backslash podcast. It is mostly done, but we're, we'll be... It's still under it's construction. It's definitely yeah. a work in progress. Work in progress. Uh, I think that comment indicates who's working on it and who's <laughs> not. <laughs> um, what we're going to try to do on this as well is we're going to try to uh, backfill the, the previous episodes with some links and pictures. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we had a guest on and they had um, some additional information. So we're going to try to make it complement the podcast and be kind of a quick links uh, if there's something for you to check out as well on the show. And um, as it's under construction, we're open to uh, ideas. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you have things that you think that we should feature on the website or or um, add another page, uh, let us know. And I think as well, if you want to uh, volunteer to build it for us, we'll, we'll accept <laughs> that as well, right? right? <laughs> yeah, we'll take all the free help we can get. Yeah, we're always looking for interns. Uh, I think mm-hmm. Kelly needs an intern at this point. Yeah, Kelly, the intern, needs mm-hmm. an intern. I agree. Uh, all right, and, and we're making announcements here. Um, I, I've uh, been in conversations with a, a buddy, a couple of buddies who have their own podcast, and uh, I wanted to, to give them a shout-out. And They're trying to secure me a... Uh, a spot on their show in the future. Wait, so we'll do some just cross- you? I thought it was well, going to be all be the of whole us. Show. It'll be the whole show. Uh, we'll do some cross-promotion. It's Bloodshot Asbury Park. Uh, these are very large stickers. So these are stickers that I'm handing out. Now, Joanna, would you describe them as large or would you describe them as appropriate-sized? Because, you know, there's been some complaints about our sticker being a little bit too small. Yeah, it's mini Right. Okay. But is this is this the is this the size you're looking for? Or are you um, looking for a compromise? I I would look for a compromise. This right. to me is like a small postcard. She wants Joanna wants mama sized. Okay. Uh, postcards. Yeah. This is papa sized mm-hmm. stickers. So this is and a, we have baby sized. This is a two inch by two inch square sticker. Farley, that's a Goldilocks reference. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, again. <laughs> You know, it's hard to it's hard to uh, figure something that will resonate with me. Goldilocks, Declaration of Independence, both flew over my head. So two ends of the <laughs> spectrum today, like Declaration of Independence and Goldilocks references. They were both written by the same guy. Running in sports. Mark Twain. Running in sports. Just please running in sports so I can uh, understand what you're talking about. But the, uh, the sticker is a two-inch by two-inch sticker with a woman with an afro, and it says Blood, Bloodshot Asbury Park. With with probably too many exclamation points. I'm pretty sure that this is not two inches by two inches. Okay, what would you say? Three inches by two inches? 
Uh, it's a square, it's so... A, it's a square. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Two and a half inches by two and a half inches. I don't know if we want to... I, I, Dox is going to go try to track down a ruler for us. But uh, as I mentioned a few episodes ago, we are taking over the New Jersey Marathon and the New Jersey Marathon... Is that official now? It is official. Yeah, it was It was official, but I probably jumped the gun in saying that. But uh, the, the New Jer- Jersey Marathon will go through... Uh, Asbury Park starts kind of and finishes in Asbury Park. So maybe we can Who's a famous person from Asbury Park? I do know that. Bruce Springsteen. Bruce We already did that one on this show. Oh, we did. So maybe we can coordinate a trip up there and we can uh, promote our podcast on their podcast and they can maybe promote their podcast on uh, our podcast. Awesome. It's a couple buddies of mine, uh, Brian Pointer and Max Smith, uh, who are the co-hosts. And they've got a few other folks, too. uh, And they have accents. They do have accents. They curse a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, How do you feel about that? I'm not a big curser. That's just just me. We don't bleep and curse that. on this show. <laughs> exactly. Um, so those are announcements for the day. Well, another announcement. Yes. The sticker is four and a quarter inches by four and a quarter inches. Wow. Yeah, that sounds I had, more I, likely. I had no idea. So I wanted to follow up with uh, my trip to Boston, guys. Uh, I enjoyed my, my trip to see the New Balance Indoor Games at Boston with New Balance last week. And that was at the Reg. At the Reg. Reggie Lewis Center. I didn't know it was called the Reg. The Reg. It's like the best indoor track ever. Yeah. It was Not a, all tracks are created equal. It was a very cool uh, track. Very cool experience. If uh, you've ever been up to Boston and you, know, you want to uh, experience track... And it's during the winter. Uh, actually, I would recommend people going to see any of the track meets there. Just the energy and the environment was pretty cool for track fans or non-track fans alike. It was a really neat experience. Uh, I was fortunate enough to hang out with uh, some of the elite athletes and uh, that, that New Balance has, including uh, world champion Jenny Simpson. Uh, you heard her on our program last week. She gave us a nice little shout-out. Uh, before the show happened, and uh, I had a couple questions for her. Uh, this was at the bar that night, and I'm going to play them now, and I want you guys to guess what her responses are. Oh, it's like the newlywed game. Exactly. Okay. All right, and for full disclosure, I don't even remember what the answers to the questions are, so I can guess along <laughs> as we go. Okay. This seems fair. Let's yeah. at least let you guess last. Okay. All right, here we go. All right, we're here with Jenny Simpson, world champion on Pace the Nation. Jenny, give me your favorite movie. My favorite movie. All right, her favorite movie. I think Jenny Simpson's favorite movie is Top Gun. Top Gun. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Um, Not a bad guess. Mm-hmm. But you know that you know what's weird in the uh, volleyball scene. Uh, which I think is a fan favorite for uh, it's many. It's iconic, yeah. Yeah, they're they're just kind of like at at the local volleyball court. Mm-hmm. Why do they have their wrists and hands taped up? Like, who does that? Good question. Do they have like a trainer on site <laughs> to like who who goes to play a pickup game of of volleyball and and everybody playing tapes their their hands up? 
Yeah, I don't recall seeing an athletic trainer there to mm-hmm. do the job. So that is well, there weird. was a big crowd, so yeah, it's maybe, possible. Maybe. Uh-huh. And also, I guess my second comment on this this iconic scene yeah. uh, of Top Gun, which I think was the segment, right? We were breaking down Top Gun. Is that what the point of this no, segment No, I is? think we were guessing what our favorite <laughs> movie was. Oh, uh, uh, right. Okay, well, as I said, there's a lot of people there. These guys seem to be playing multiple games. Mm-hmm. Isn't there like the we've got next? Like, wh- why are they? Why are these four guys dominating the one court in San Diego? Again, a good question. I haven't seen Top Gun probably in fifteen years, <laughs> so I don't recall exactly. Well, we should probably stop the podcast right now go, and go watch yeah, Top Gun. Yeah, uh, or we'll just ask Jenny next time we see her because I'm okay. confident this is going to be her favorite her favorite movie. Wow, that is that's a lot of confidence. Serious confidence. All right, I, <laughs> this is such a hard question. I know. You know, I mean, I know. It could be like comedy. It could it could be so many things. Yeah. I'm going to say The Princess Bride. Ooh, good right. one. I'm going to say. Also, uh, it made around the same time as Top Gun. <laughs> I'm going to say cheesy, something cheesy, Chariots of Fire. I really don't remember. Uh-huh. All right, here we go. No question, it's definitely Hoosiers. I'm, Hoosiers? Yes. Hoosiers. I love basketball. I love, like, the hometown, like, love for the sport. Do you have any Indiana connections? Or? No Indiana connections, but I just love, I, it's the best sports movie of all time. All right, all right. Hoosiers? Okay, good. All right. All right, so I guess I was... Uh, Somewhat close. You were on the right track, yeah. Closest. Maybe you maybe had a a good like the right genre. I think we all had the right era, which is which is pretty interesting. Yeah. Uh, Actually that's true. Um I really didn't know that Jenny Simpson was a basketball fan. Yeah, no, that's had you known that, would you have guessed that or Space Jam? (laughs) I think I think Hoosier is way better than Uh greater than sign Space Jam. Uh Sorry, Michael Jordan and Bugs Bunny. Uh What about Blue Chip? Blue chips, yeah, yeah. with uh, Shaquille O'Neal. Wow, Good. yeah, I'm, I'm surprised. That was before you were alive, I think. Uh, it came after Hoosiers. It, it did. Yes. Well, Hoosiers was definitely before she was alive. Um, when would that, when did it come out? I don't know. It's pretty close. Yeah. It's a pretty close call. We'll have but to we'll have to I send mean, this off to the scientists. Jenny's younger <laughs> than I am, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. All right. That that's not the point. That's of irrelevant. Right. That's we're it's getting off topic. Okay. Sorry. Which we hate to do. <laughs> right. Uh, but no, Hoosiers is a good answer. All right. I, I actually have not seen that movie, so now I'm going to have to go see it. Way better than Blue Oh, Chips it is good. I like Space it. Jam. All right. Next question. So all the kids are listening to Drake, and I, I'm not sure what else they listen to because I'm not really hip. What's your favorite song right now? So I, I mentioned Drake in there. Um, I couldn't think of another hip band. Uh-huh. We I don't think just she's a, went over that. I, I don't think she's a a hip band type person. But again, I don't mm-hmm. recall exactly what the answer was. So uh, uh-huh. I'm going to have you guys guess first. And we're we're guessing what's her favorite song? Song like her favorite song right now or like all Correct. time? Like this is a very hard question. I, well, mm-hmm. you know, it, it it isn't supposed okay. to be an easy game here. I'm going to guess Adele. Hello. Okay. Oh, that's like everyone's favorite song right now. Um, well, don't blame me. Blame Jenny. <laughs> uh. I can't even think of any songs. What about Tangerine? <laughs> I'm not going to guess Tangerine. <laughs> oh, I'm going to say that uh, Rihanna song. Which one? Give I'm, Me My Money? No, there's one that's like, uh, n- no, I'm going to guess. No, I have really have no idea. So I'm just going to go with you, Rihanna and Drake, whatever okay. that song is. I think it's called like Work It or something. Rihanna and Drake. Uh combined on a on a on a song i didn't realize no that. no no no. i'm gonna say ellie king the x's and the o's okay 
Oh, I hope it's the, the Rihanna and Drake thing. I hope that because you changed your answer, it comes back to get you. I'm going to say Billy Joel, we didn't start the fire. I don't know why. I just... I mean, the the thing is, if you get any of these right with an answer like that, <laughs> yeah. uh, we know the fix is in. I, I literally don't remember. I'm not surprised. All right, here is Jenny Simpson's favorite song. I... I don't know. Like, I... I don't know that I have, like, a favorite song, like, this moment, but I really, really, really like Taylor Swift's song, Mean. Like, this, like, kid that everyone's making fun of, and she gets out there and she writes this happy-go-lucky song about how she's going to prove everyone wrong. I don't know. I just think, like, what a, what a cute and I, I don't know. I just think, like, a cute way to be a badass. All right. All right. Ah, uh, Taylor! I should have known that it was Tay Tay. Yeah, mm. I wouldn't have guessed that. One. I'm not dialed into off. Taylor Swift. Yeah. I think you were closest on this one, Joanna. What was your guess again, Docs? Uh, I guessed uh, I Tangerine. Guessed. <laughs> no, you guessed Adele. <laughs> yeah, that's right, Adele. Hello. I, I'd still say that Joanna was close. How, how is it? How is it? Oh yeah, because she changed it to X's and O's. Yeah, but I would say even... Well, I was going to say, how is a Drake song closer than well, Adele? But I would say that Rihanna um, hits more of... Uh, you didn't guess Rihanna. I know, but both of my guesses, Rihanna or mm-hmm. L.A. King, are both more pop. Oh, I didn't even know it was L.A. King. Okay. Yeah. All right. I don't even know what L.A. King is. Mm-hmm. Ellie. I know the Ellie, L.A. Mm-hmm. Kings. Yeah, the L.A. Kings team. is a hockey team. Let's right. talk sports. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ellie. Ellie King. Okay. Yeah, she has a song called The X's and the O's. Okay, I don't... We can play it. No, it's okay. Sing it, sing us a few bars, Machina. No, I don't sing. Yeah, do, just a few bars, like not the whole song. They always want to come, but they never want to leave. Wow, Joanna, that was very impressive singing. That <laughs> yeah, was very well done. <laughs> How'd you do that? I was a runner-up at American Idol. You wa- oh, I I just that. missed the contract. I, yeah, oh, I missed bad. that season of American Idol. I missed all the seasons of American <laughs> Idol. All right, and I had one more final question. All right, and my last question, I got to look up because I don't remember exactly. All right, your favorite just. <laughs> so, thank you. Uh, that's Katie from Big River Running. who's helping me out. <laughs> All right, we get only 500 followers. It's not that big of a deal. Like, yeah, sorry. 501. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right, all right, all right. Okay. So, favorite dessert? Favorite dessert is definitely ice cream. And I never. But. <laughs> Her answer was way too quick. I was. Uh, oh, man. You were sleeping on I the was pause button. I on the pause button. Uh, I was. Uh, all right, my guess <laughs> is going to be. Um, frozen Reese's peanut butter cups. Did you ask her what flavor of ice cream? Uh, Can did. we guess the flavor? Yes, let's guess the, the flavor. I'd say vanilla. I was too busy like giving shout outs to my buddies, uh, Katie and Matt from Big River Running, mm-hmm. who were also listening. Where's, where's that? St. Louis. In St. Louis? Yeah. They've got stores and race management in St. Louis. Hopefully mm-hmm. they're listening now. They were the 501st. 501. Yeah. The 501. I thought 501 was ASICs. Oh, that's right. So they were 502 and 503. Mm. 
We need to start handing out chips. <laughs> right. Well, Katie oh, and race, Matt, thank you ooh, for listening. Can we get, like, Pace the Nation race, race bib numbers? And then, like, yeah, that's a like you write in, and then we'll send you a, a bib number. Yeah, number listening. Yeah, yeah, and then there'll be, like, sort of, like, giveaways where that that number comes into play. I, I like it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of like at, a, at, a, at an Irish bar where you have an, a mug number that's yours. Exactly. <sighs> kind of, but I, th- I was thinking it's more like a, a, a fan club number. Okay. Well, I say vanilla. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that she likes chocolate. I think she likes vanilla fudge swirl. <laughs> okay. Vanilla fudge swirl. Well, All we're right. going to have to f- ask some follow-up questions. Uh-huh. Right. Let me see how this ended. Never desire what flavor? Oh, I'm so boring. Just vanilla. But I never deny myself at least one scoop of vanilla ice cream every night. All right. All right. I you knew it. that. I you knew it. that. <laughs> I nailed it. Uh, that uh, audio there. Sorry, it was. I a was little, close. Was, I, yeah. I was closer than Joanna. <laughs> yeah, I had I vanilla true. in my answer. Uh, audio was a little off. Sorry, it was. Uh, mm-hmm. It was it was with an iPhone. It was loud in the bar. I apologize. But, uh, uh, I think it was a good segment. No, I appreciate Jenny Simpson uh, and her uh, her 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 playing along with us. And you can follow her on Twitter, of course, at Track Jenny. She is a good follow and uh, is not running much indoor, which I found out. Uh, but she's running. Uh, you know, obviously preparing for the Olympic Games and is. Obviously, a, a strong favorite, the the number one favorite to make the team, and you know a definite medal contender. So she'll be a fun, uh, fun story to watch and follow this uh, spring and summer as we uh, head to, to the Olympic Games, head to Rio. Uh, I also got to meet her husband, who's who's uh, quite the runner himself. I I mistakenly said, "Well, it's uh, it must be tough for you to not be able to keep up with your wife." And then he proceeded to go out and run like a fourteen thirty five five k. Well, he ran Boston last year. Yeah, in like probably two twenty five or something like that. Were you just looking for uh, somebody to relate to? I, I did. I actually, <laughs> I totally was. I was looking for a brother's brother in arms there because yeah. Julie could obviously smoke me at almost any distance. Uh-huh. Uh, until now, I can take her on now, but uh, <laughs> but uh, take that. Uh, but no, I, I mistakenly said, yeah, you probably can't do your fast stuff with her because you know Jenny's like a three fifty nine fifteen hundred meter runner or something, maybe even faster three fifty seven. I know mm-hmm. scientists will have to check on that too. Right, God, but, they're busy this week. But uh, sure enough, he said no. He can definitely do workouts. He doesn't always do workouts with her, but he he does. So of course, his name is Jason Simpson. Hopefully we can get them to listen to the show. So tweet at Track Jenny and get Jason and Jenny to listen. So a lot of folks out there now are training, probably in full swing training for a spring race. And, you know, it's never too early to get going for that fall race, too, so... We wanted to talk some about um, training for a spring half marathon, marathon. Uh, Joanne is training training for the Rock and Roll DC Half. That is correct. Which takes place uh, March 12th, so we're almost uh, two weeks away. And Saturday, March 12th is uh, the, the Rock and Roll Half. Uh, I'm training for the, uh, I'll be heading up to Boston 
following month, and I think the Boston Marathon is the 18th, mm-hmm. Monday the 18th. Mm-hmm. And Docs is training for the Marine Corps Marathon, which happens in you know, uh, late October. Late October. I yeah. thought we were all training for Marine Corps. And we are all training for Marine Corps. Uh, Docs is... Well, the, I think the idea is that you guys have other things on your calendar. <laughs> <laughs> well, we all are training, but Docs is kind of getting geared back up. And I wanted to start with you, Docs. Well, I don't. I was, <laughs> I, I was thinking that we could approach this segment like this. Mm-hmm. If you're running in a race soon, what should you be doing? Okay. If you're running a race late spring, what should you be doing? And if you're running a race in the fall, what should you be doing? I like that. Mm-hmm. Good agenda setting there. Yeah. So I, soon, I knew how to get through to you. Soon would be two and a half weeks. Mm-hmm. So where are we at in the training if we are running the March 12th half marathon or marathon? Well, the nice thing I think for me about doing a spring race is I like running in the winter. So I like running, doing all my training in the winter and then having maybe a hotter day for a race where Marine Corps is the opposite where you train through the summer and then you have maybe a cooler race day. But I think for a lot of people, rock and roll sneaks up on you where it's February and then people are like, shoot, this race is coming up really soon. Yeah, Um, I'd say you're in the majority, you're in the minority there, not the majority. You're in the minority there because I think most people like to train when they can get out there in shorts and a t-shirt versus you like to bundle up and get out there and brave the elements. I do. It's true. Okay. Um, so where should you be if you've got a march if you've got that march race? So I've just started my taper. I did mm-hmm. my last hard workout and my last hard long run last week. So now okay. for the next couple of weeks it's just maintaining fitness and staying healthy and not getting sick and then just getting to the starting line where uh, where I'm well rested and then just getting out there. So you you did your last long run. You're training for the half marathon, mm-hmm. not the marathon this time. You've done a number of marathons, but this is the half. What was your long run? So on Sunday, I did a two-hour progression run, so it ended up being um, just about 16 miles. Okay. So over the uh, 13.1, obviously. Okay. I'd, I'd, I'd agree. Quick math. I'd, I'd agree I, with that. I, I, promise you, I promise our listeners he did not send that to the, <laughs> the scientists. I'd that was done that. in-house. Yeah. Uh, I would agree with that. I think that you should do over the distance if you can or if you are training for a particular time like you are doing. If you're training right now and just trying to finish the race, I don't think 16 miles is necessarily... It's not probably necessary. Yeah. And I would also say that when I'm doing marathons, um, I do like to... I know a lot of marathon training programs cap out at 16 or 22 miles. I like to get as close to 26 for at least two or three runs as I can. Um, And I like to do my last long hard effort to be whatever i think my marathon time is going to be so i just get in that time on my feet okay and you said you're starting your taper so what's the taper mean how much mileage were you running versus what are you going to run in the next couple weeks so my last three weeks have been around um like 55 to 60 miles and now i'll go down to 45 um yeah i probably won't go any more than 45 and you're going to minimize the uh, the hard effort so that you have fresh legs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my long run will go down. So typically I've been doing um, like 15-ish miles for a long run. So now I'll go down to probably 12, maybe even 10. And then my uh, my workouts won't be as long either. And they'll just be uh, just keeping the legs <clears throat> fresh, but nothing that's too taxing. Because the hay is already in the barn. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Um 
the horses are already at the rodeo. Mm. Is that a cliche that works for that? All right. If you say Wait, so. Are you calling somebody out <laughs> yeah, for, not, not. for potentially not, using I'm the wrong? Gonna, I'm not going to go down that road uh-huh. for sure. Um, well, I'm training. So I'm training for the marathon. Uh, Monday, April 18th. Very excited to go back up to Boston mm-hmm. for that. So you're, you're like a month behind. I'm a month behind. And I, I probably got started a little late. I tried to do a, my first long run with Docs uh, a couple weeks ago where I called him and he turned me down to finish that run. So I did. Uh, Let it go. I did last week uh, do 18 miles. So uh, I kind of do the same sort of plan as, as you were uh, mentioning where you do one long week and then one shorter long run the next week. So this weekend I'll do 15 miles uh, and then the following week I'll do 20 miles and then back down to, you know, 15 miles. And then the, the following week I'm going to try to do 22 miles and then sort of start my taper down. So, you know, I'll do a 20 and a 22. And then during the week, generally, I still do just my eight-mile eight, uh, eight mile runs, maybe a 10-mile or once a week, something like that. So uh, I, I think that's pretty typical that you would uh, do two 20 or 22-milers and probably start tapering down three weeks before the race. Uh, and I, I try to do one workout a week, too. Um, but again, I'm trying to run for my under three hours. So for those who, uh, who, who aren't, you know, j- or who are just trying to finish, I would say, you know, do one long run a week, you know, three to four other runs during the week, which I think are extremely important to do those three or four other runs during the week. I think too much emphasis is made on the long run. Uh, and then you don't necessarily have to do a workout, but if you can do some strides or some up-tempo stuff, I think that helps no matter what pace you're running. Um, can I also ask you, so you have like a plan, it seems like that's in your head yep. of what your schedule is going to be like. So do you adjust that depending on how you feel or like what's happening in your life? Yeah, definitely. So, you know, a lot of it will depend on, you know, what races we're putting on that weekend. And so I have catered my my schedule to making sure that we don't have a race that we have to put on or a very taxing weekend at the store or something like that. Now, if I don't feel good, if I feel sick and I'm going to have to adjust even, even more. And I, I'm, I've unfortunately put myself in a tough position where I don't have much time. So if I get sick at this point, uh, you know, it's just going to, it's going to, it's going to detract from my, 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 the speed that I'm going to run the race. So then I'm just going to have to reassess my goals right now. I think I could run 250 or a little sh- a shade under 250. If I miss a long run, I'm going to be looking at 255. If I miss more than that, I'll be just looking to run squeak under three hours. Well, and I think it's important for our listeners to remember that while we have these schedules, um, you can be flexible with them. I think a lot of times people are like, Oh, I have to do this. I have to do this is what the schedule says. Um, and the other important factor when you're talking about training is the life factors and the life stress that can have a huge impact on how your running performance is. And it's really not worth it to no question be like totally stressed out and have a million things in your plate. You're not getting enough sleep. You're not getting enough nutrition. Then you're trying to like push all these like 20 mile runs out and then you're going to get to the starting line. You're going to bomb. Yep. No question. Uh, I think that's actually you bomb more frequently when you try to do too much. And a lot of people will try to cram in one more long run and, 
run it hard, and next thing you know, you've run. I think this probably happened to you, Joanna, uh, in Richmond. You probably took your race effort out of your legs, and you uh, are are unable to run as well or as fast as you like on race day. And then you quit running. And then you quit running, <laughs> but you came back. You came back with a vengeance, and uh, we look forward to a good uh, half marathon for you on March 12th. All right, so, Docs, you've heard what Joanna and I are doing, so uh, what's going on? What's up for Marine Corps? Yeah, I wanted to go last so I could copy your answers. <laughs> Did you did you actually listen to what we were saying? Um, I keep tuning you out though. <laughs> I know. I know. Oh, what you a what a that. conflict. I, know. Uh, I want to cheat, but I also don't. I'm not interested in anything uh, you guys have to say. But you do have. I mean, all seriousness, you do have a training plan printed okay. out. He's more organized than the rest than the than either of us. Where did you get the training plan from? Um, from my marathon book. It's the same one that I followed uh, for 2011. Fitzinger. I believe so, yeah. Yeah. Pete Fitzinger's uh marathon training book is is one of the best out there. I mean it's they they have in the back they it's have difficult, um what well, <laughs> you doubting me? No. Uh in the back they actually have different training programs um for marathon racing, uh based on your the mileage you're gonna go for and based on how many weeks before you wanna prepare. Um so you can kind of pick the one that that works for you which i like mm-hmm. um and i i printed it out as well i think i i have a an 18 week program but on the first week 18 weeks out there's a the the long run is 15 miles wow and so i realized uh in order to hit that i need to make i need to build my own training program to be able to do my training program so his training program um, goes in the assumption that you have a good base. Right. So okay, yeah. so I printed this one out, and then now I'm building my own training program to build the base, which I think I'm either 17 or 19 weeks out. I can't remember uh, to, to that. So, yeah. So I, I'm going to just focus this spring on, on building the miles up, getting – when we say the base, we're talking about laying down a lot of distance runs, um, getting a lot of uh, weekly mileage up there, preparing to be able to start this program and and when 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 you talk about an 18 week training program that's pretty typical for what our, mm-hmm. our listeners will want to use as a build out build up and so june 19th ish would be for probably the start of that training program no nope. uh june <laughs> june 27th june 27th okay mm-hmm. the week after so mm-hmm. june 27th so you have time to build a base so you can do your 15 miles uh, and i'm probably going to go to build a bear a couple times as well build a bear what's that well wh- i'm going to build a base and build a bear okay <laughs> just a fun activity i don't know what he's talking about build a bear it's like a place in the mall where you can build a you make a bit ba- you make a teddy bear i see yeah. how do you guys know this stuff <laughs> you can you can put a little Again, sound clip in it sports and running <laughs> Okay, I don't know what the hell he's talking about. Okay, ooh, swear word. That's that's uh, that's appealing to our Asbury Park fans. Uh, so, if you want a training program like that, uh, mm-hmm. you, there is that. That's a great book. You can also, of course, check out uh, our training program at Pacers Running. Uh, Joe, you can email Joe at Joe at RunPacers dot com. J O E J O E at RunPacers dot com. Uh, he can build you programs, build you a base. 
build you an 18 week program. Is it going to tailor it for you too? You can tailor it specifically. And it is really nice to have somebody telling you. I used to make my own training programs and I know that it always works, but it's really nice now to have somebody else that just tells me on Wednesday what my workout's going to be on Thursday. So I don't have to think about that. (laughs) Yeah. So docs, when you fail miserably at this, Uh just email Joe. Uh I don't know if he can build a bear, but he can build Uh you a training program. (laughs) Okay. Sounds good. I mean, I, I I would second that thought too. Like, if you if you can get somebody to actually coach you, somebody that you can report back how you're feeling, and and they can kind of tailor the the training for you, I think that's that's uh, much better than what I'm doing, which is kind of following a generic program. But in both cases, I think having a training program is is uh, better than just winging it. Yeah, and but that being said, your training program is off to a pretty good start now. How's the running been this past week? I tied my well, I will tie my PR uh, for three consecutive running days in a row today. Nice. If if I get out, if you get out, but um, just follow me on Instagram <laughs> and I'll I'll post if I get out today. <laughs> God, the amount of shots. I mean, you can't you can't listen to this show and understand the show unless you listen to every single freaking episode. Well, this, uh, no, this was in the intro oh, today. Oh, that was, this okay, was today. That's right. so, <laughs> I forget. That was so long ago. Uh, All right. So uh, we'll have to. You'll have to keep us posted, Docs. But I'm glad that uh, it's going well so far. Ah, uh, all right. Uh, next, guys, excited to be joined by assistant manager. Of the uh, Old Town Alexandria store, Brandon Boucher. Uh, he's doing a number of things for us uh, at, at Pacers Running. Uh, he, we're going to talk to him about the fit process. We're going to talk to him about uh, some training. He's doing the the rock and roll full marathon on March 12th. So we're going to talk to him all about that after this on Pace Nation. All right, welcome back to the program. Uh, now excited to be joined by, I've just was corrected, mm-hmm. assistant manager of Old Town Alexandria Store, Brandon Boucher. Brandon, what's up, man? Hey, how's it going? Good. Thank you for joining us. When you I, say you've been corrected, yeah, I've just been how corrected. are you corrected? I, I am embarrassed. Uh, <laughs> I just called him Brandon Boucher because I was like, Joanna, please correct me and make sure that... Farley got lonely under that bus. <laughs> he had to throw you <laughs> under it, too. So the, here, I've been saying voucher <laughs> for five years. Here's the thing. Brandon, I saw Brandon the other day at... Uh, and Brandon, you're a listener of the program. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to the program. I saw him Long-time listener, first-time guest. Yes. Uh, thrilled to have you on the show. Uh, but I saw him at, a, uh, at, a, at an event on Sunday night. We have a, a tech session on Sunday night, and he was giving me a hard time saying his name was uh, Boucher. His last name is Boucher, and I thought he was doing a Jetin, a Jetan, Jetan whole thing. But you were actually being truthful. Oh yes, absolutely. Well, let's, okay. let's get into the to the hard question here. Is mm-hmm. it Jetin or Jetan? So how is it spelled? J e t t o n. It's Jetan. <laughs> see, I see, again, again. I don't know if he's doing a bit here, if it's Boucher, if it's Boucher. I mean, the guys. How many? How long have you been working for for Pacers Running, Brandon? I have been here for. It's actually going to be three years in April. Three years in April. So uh-huh. I haven't known his name for that entire time. Uh-huh. This is embarrassing. But wow. I think that this is the right medium uh, to to correct <laughs> to get it out this there. because yeah. uh, at this point, everybody should be 
now saying your name correctly, and there should be okay. many, many gift baskets of right. apology yes. uh, at, <laughs> at the Old Town store. Oh, wait, and you've only been working for Pacers for three years? Yes. Yeah. What when? year did you start? Well, it's 2012. 2012. Okay. Yeah. I wow. I also thought that you'd been working here longer than I had. When did you start? Uh, 2011, early 2011. All right. Well, maybe if you'd started in 2011, I would be able to pronounce your last name. I don't <laughs> you know. You've got to get in early. <laughs> you want the correct pronunciation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so Brandon is joining us today. We're going to talk about the fit process. We're going to talk about his training. Let's start with the training. We just talked about uh, our training, Brandon, and you've done a couple few marathons, right? Yeah, I've done... Um, the Marine Corps Marathon three times. Three times. Yeah. And this year you're doing the rock and roll uh, full marathon, which is March 12th. How's the, how's the training been going? Good, good. Um, I had a really good 20-mile last Friday. Okay. Um, and that went fine. Had little The hamstring's a little achy with it, but everything's fine. Um, Joe actually built me a training program. Um, and I started, I did an 18-week training program that started in November. Uh, and except for the blizzard um mm-hmm. everything's been going going well i want to tease the blog that you're doing too i think you're you're doing something interesting where you're trying to chronicle all the stuff that you've bought along the way for this uh marathon tell us about that right so um the entry fee is not the only thing that you're going to pay for for a marathon so you're going to you're going to have to buy shoes you're going to have to buy apparel you're going to have to buy tons and tons of goos and nutritionals mm-hmm. uh to get you through the long through the marathon so i'm just trying to get all of that in one place mm-hmm. so that uh, you know people can either read it or um, get an idea of what actually will be involved in getting through a marathon now are you including things like uh, massages or or pt or any of that he kind probably of stuff? doesn't he probably doesn't need that yeah, i know like, but yeah, like i'm just curious diva runners like joanna get massages <laughs> twice what? a week no, i do not get massages tw- i would love a massage every day <laughs> okay all right but are you including that stuff brandon uh that i don't include that stuff because it's just plain not in the budget um, <laughs> okay that's fair <laughs> um so i don't I haven't had to have it. I haven't been injured. Um, except for the little hamstring tweak. Yeah, except for yeah. the little hamstring tweak. But yeah. uh, otherwise, everything's been going really good. Um, so what is the tally at? Spoiler alert here. What is the tally at right now? I don't know. Um, I've had a bunch. Of, I've got a spreadsheet going at the okay. store. Um, you know, the most the most thing I've, things I've had to purchase have been the nutritionals and the goos. Yeah. Um, I did buy um, a really nice waterproof jacket. Mm-hmm. Um and then I did buy a couple of base layers this winter because uh, this is the first time I actually trained for a spring marathon. Mm. So I did to kind of have to yep. bulk up on the winter stuff. How many pairs of shoes gone through? Uh, three. So three pairs of shoes. Three pairs of shoes. So um, my core shoe, a performance shoe for track work, and then a long run shoe. Yeah, Wait, I mean, so you have you have three different shoes that you run in? Yes. But have you had to replace any of them? Yes. So... So were you asking how many? Yeah, actually, yeah. How yeah. many? Good how many qualifier. total pairs of shoes? So, so then it would be four. Four pairs okay. of total yeah. shoes. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah, and that's a really and, interesting. And are we talking left shoe and right shoe? <laughs> okay. I think he's talking four pairs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just getting okay. right down into the okay. details here. I, I know. I, you know? I, I appreciate you diving deep uh-huh. in there. Yeah. Uh, but I think hitting that's this, ha- I think hitting this hard. Farley. I think that's interesting, though, Brent. I, I think that's a, it's a that's a really good blog entry because you do think of. Running a marathon as an investment, but you just probably just think of your, you know, your entry fee, maybe your hotel, 
you won't have to have a hotel here, but uh, maybe some travel costs. But you don't think of all the other little and, things. And, and the Metro there. card. And the Metro card. Uh-huh. Too. Oh, that'll put you are over. You, are you adding all those type of expenses? Uh, yeah. Yeah, that'll all be in there. Um, That's cool. Yeah. Um, so I like that you brought up that you don't typically train for a marathon in the winter. So what was your experience like training through this winter versus like doing training in this in the summer? Uh, it's been about the same. It's just a different different mindset, either trying to maintain heat, body heat while during the cold days or shedding that heat during the summer and, and not overheating in the summer. Um, I did. I have enjoyed running more for a, in the winter than I did in the summers around really? here. Yeah. A convert. Wow. That's what, uh, that's uh, Joanna's take on it as I've well. I've been saying it for years. Where, where, are you, where are you from, Brandon? I'm originally from New Mexico. Is New Mexico hot or cold? Or <laughs> it depends. It depends. Uh, uh, Mexico seems hot. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, so it, it, it's a high desert. Okay. Um, so it's hot. Okay. Um, <laughs> we don't have nearly as much humidity. Okay. Um, and the winters can get cold. See, so, they can, it's a good question. Yeah. You would think of desert, New Mexico, and then you have the Mexico part of it. Mexico is always. Uh-huh. And what what jacket did you get? Um, I got the Bergen's uh, helium jacket. Bergen's, yes. okay. Yeah, Bergen's is a great uh, brand that we carry in most of our stores. It's a new brand for a us. A new brand for us. Where are they from? They're out of Norway. Norway. Uh, it's originally a, a ski company, so you might recognize it from that. But they've got this really great athletic line as well. It is cold in Norway, guys. I do I do know that. All right, let's update that map. <laughs> All right, so uh, you're training for that. Glad to hear that things are going well. Hopefully, the hamstring holds up. Um, one of one one of the great things about uh, as I transition to to the fit process here, one of the great things about uh, Pacers running is the personalized fit process, and we wanted to bring you in to sort of talk about what that means and what that is. A lot of people come into the store intimidated because they just don't know what to expect, and the fit process is a major part of what we do. Tell us about the fit process in your words. So, yeah, um, how we start fitting shoes is just by asking generally um, some open-ended questions to the customers is what they're going to be training for, um, how, how many times a week that they're going to be training, and where they're going to be training, if it's indoors or outdoors. From there, I generally will measure, I'll take two measurements of, the, of their feet, uh, one weighted and one unweighted. Now, how are you measuring their feet? Uh, with our Brannock device. Okay. Okay, so... Uh, like the old-school Brannock device. The old-school yeah. Brannock device. Yeah, nice. Um, so... Uh, we're we're going to measure their foot twice, um, and then we're going to watch them uh, walk through the store without any shoes on, mm-hmm. and that's just going to get an idea if there's any movement in the arch and the ankle without any shoes. Why why do you measure it twice? Uh, so we measure it twice to see if there's any instability in the arch uh, versus weighted and unweighted. So uh, unweighted, the arch is going to be taller. When you stand up, that arch might collapse a little bit, and that'll give us an idea what type of shoe. Um, oh, so you're measuring sitting down and standing up. Correct. I got yeah, you. and so if that arch elongates, a lot of times that determines the shoe or inserts or something like that. Correct. Yeah, and we might recommend an insert if we see um, that foot get longer when the customer stands up. Cool. So you watch them watch them walk. Uh, we haven't done any running yet. Is that is that next? That's next. Uh, that's coming. Uh, from there, uh, I patience, gra- Father. Right, patience. Sorry. sorry. From there, I grab a shoe uh, from our a neutral shoe from the back, um, and we're going to slide it on, and then we're going to either go outside and run on the sidewalk or on our treadmill. Explain a neutral neutral shoe to our listeners. Neutral shoe doesn't have any stability uh, built into it, so it okay. does, does not have any corrective action. Put so it's just soft shoe. all the way around the midsole, soft all the way around. Okay. Right. So flexible, neutral shoe. Okay. Right. 
so if I video on the treadmill, um, if we use the treadmill, there will be a short video that we'll do. Um, and we can slow that down and can really see how much movement there is in the arch and the ankle. If there's any, any collapsing in that arch or any mm -hmm. pronation. Um, or the other way, if, if, you, if the customer supinates, which is going to be um, to the outside. Um, and again, that's just all metrics that we're going to use to determine what kind of shoe that we can uh, bring out for the customer. And, and it's pretty cool that you, you can actually give that feedback and show them on a TV or, or video screen. Uh, and you can actually, the customer can actually see what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, right after that, um, I generally I'll ask my customer what they would like the shoe to feel like. Uh, so they just got, they've just ran in this foreign shoe, and then um, I ask them what they would want to change. So if they want to make it softer, would they might want to make it firmer? Uh, would they want a, a little bit of a roomier fit or a tighter fit? Um, it, based on their their responses, I bring out um, three or four options of shoes that they can actually try to uh, run in and run in comfortably. Okay, and those are particular to what their foot's doing. So this would be a uh, this would be a stability shoe or a motion control shoe or a neutral shoe based on what you've seen. Right? Correct. Yeah. Right. Um, so from there, you know, the three shoe, the three or four shoes that I bring out are going to be uh, what I think would be best for them that they can run in and run in comfortably. Mm -hmm. um, and again, we're, we're, we're still looking for feedback for the customer, whether they liked this fit or they didn't like this fit um, and what they liked about the shoes that they were, that, that I brought out for them. Cause it's not the only, by the four shoes that I bring out are not going to be the only four shoes that we have in the store. We've got um, at last count, we've got uh, 64 men's styles mm -hmm. um, and 66 women's styles. Um, so by no means are these are the only four shoes that we have that are best for them. Um, based on their feedback and what they want to run in, we can bring out more options. And, and you're generally pulling different brands. Is there a difference, you know, between the brands on how they fit and feel? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, just whenever, um, whenever a new shoe updates or whenever we get something new into the store, we are all, the the employees are always trying things on. Um, so we're getting an idea how it fits, so we know how to sell it to that customer. Uh, but it generally, we'll bring out three or four different vendors okay. and three or four different styles of shoes um, for for the customer. For you, are you training? So you said you've gone through three shoes at once, or four different shoes through this training process. Are they all the same brand? Or are you going bouncing through different brands? Uh, so I've got um, I've got two shoes from New Balance and one shoe from Adidas right now. Okay. Um, and I, it sounds like the shoe that I'm running in from New Balance is being discontinued, so I'm going to have to find something else. Oh, no. Yes. Uh, what shoe is that? That's the 870. Oh, it's... man. I should really know this. He's breaking news to me. I didn't know that either. Breaking news on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. uh, if the folks from New Balance are listening, we need uh, Brand needs a couple pairs of New Balance 870s <laughs> if he's going to do this race on the 12th. Uh, all right, so you yeah. have a pit stop in the middle of the race, <laughs> <laughs> changing right. shoes at the half. <laughs> right. All right, so you've you've identified four or so shoes. What's next in that process for the customer? Uh, generally, they'll they'll either run outside or walk around the store in them, um, and then we'll narrow it down to two. So we'll mm -hmm. we'll take everything down. We'll narrow it down to two, and I'll put two different shoes on each of the customer's feet, and then again we'll have them walk around, and they'll they'll feel out which shoe feels best for them while they're while they're running. And then we pull the trigger on one. All right, and it's d during that during that time. I mean, you're obviously getting a lot of feedback from that that customer. Well, you're, you're hoping you're getting. You're hoping. Feedback. <laughs> is that not always the case? It's it's uh, it'll it'll be hit or miss. Yeah. Um, you know, it, we usually get I'll usually get a lot of oh, this is tight or this is loose or I don't sure. like this and all like that without you know like well, I, I, without getting 
too specific from too uh, too much. Um, My favorite customers are the people that put shoes on and they immediately have a reaction. Like they either right. like it or they're like, "No, I hate this shoe." That makes it so much easier. Right. And people are like, "Well, this feels okay. That one feels okay." And then you're like, "Oh my goodness, something has to feel something, better." Yeah. Well, y- you know which which kind of which one am I? You were pretty decisive. Okay. Good. Yeah, because he came in and got shoes for me. <laughs> did Did he finally? Yeah. Get, he had to finally get a new pair. Yeah, you got New Balance shoes, right? Blue shoes. <laughs> what, what kind? Yeah, the blue. Um, right. Shoot, I don't remember. Yeah. All right, he's gonna pull them for us. Joanna, if you want to be my personal shoe slinger, <laughs> you need to know what shoes I wear because I only know them by color. He actually came in to get fit by me and. <laughs> I would think uh, we were busy or something. He said, "All right, yeah, I'm going to go to the real, uh, real fit." He probably should have gone and see uh, you or Brand. Oh, the so okay, the 880. 880. Okay. okay, yeah. So they are they are blue. Um, all right. So is that the one that you just said is being discontinued? No, no, no. no, no. That's the 870. You're no. you're in the clear. Unbelievable. Yeah, the 880 will be around for a long time. Why is the shoe fitting process important? So, uh, so the shoe fitting and. Uh, process is important because if you're not running in the right shoe, running is not going to be comfortable. Um, there's a lot of, um, biomechanics at work. Um, and if you don't have the right shoe, um, one little, uh, one little thing that's out of whack could cause some big problems with shin splints or knee pains or hip pains. Uh, so having the correct shoe, um, will help, um, help with your running. Okay. So you, this, this is like talking preventing injuries as well. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. All right, so there there is the the fitting process for for footwear, but along the way, you're talking to them about and hopefully getting good feedback about what they're running, in or what conditions they're running in, inside, outside, what they're training for. So you're able to recommend more things just than the shoes, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. So um, you know we've got tons of different things that we carry in the store, from apparel to nutritionals. Um, we've got uh, a wide selection of sports bras, and then um, we've got a ton of different accessories that everybody can use um, or benefit from having uh, while they're training for their race, um, including um, hydration stuff, uh, watches, um, hats, gloves. Yeah, and and I'm going to put Brandon on the on the well, not put him on the spot here. We'll uh-huh. just, just tout him as as a he's got a great skill of actually fitting <laughs> sports bras. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think we've talked about this on the podcast before. Yeah. So, so for those, those those fans that have good recollect, yeah, uh, we're talking to the legend right now. <laughs> we have him in studio. Yeah. So you've you've gotten particularly good at fitting sports bras, which not very many men in this industry are uh, very proficient at. Like, how did that? How did you become the guy who fits sports bras? Like. How did you... It's a family-friendly show, too, remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how did that come about? Uh, you don't like the question, Joanna? I mean, seriously. It's, it's just like, how did you become that guy, the sports bra guy? <laughs> like, it's just a funny question. So it wasn't... It's nothing like I didn't have an awakening or anything. Right, it, was right. just, it was just... Uh, it's part of the store. Right. Um, we, we had a really great tech session from... I believe is Brooks a few years back, and it, mm-hmm. well, this was one of the top, the fitting sports bras was one of the topics, and I just took it and ran, um, <laughs> and it it became part of the conversation with uh, women that I fitted for shoes, um, and it's I get shot down more than I do sell, but mm-hmm. when I do sell, they usually are are um, pretty happy with what we have in the selection and and what we can recommend and buying multiples well and i think that brandon's also good because he he's very trustworthy like you trust that he knows everything and he's just like very like no nonsense and i think people respond to that 
Yeah, and, and what I learned recently was actually the, the, the tech session last week was about sports brawls from Brooks and Moving Comfort, that women should have like a new sports bra every year that you can only wear the sports bra for one year and you should have at least three in the rotation. I yeah. bet Brandon already knew that. <laughs> I, I, I'm just... Did I, you already I, know that, Brandon? They got that for me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and I would say actually for most women, they need to be replacing their sports bras every six months. Like it really... Okay. Dep- it honestly does depend on how much um, how much motion. Right. Um, so bigger chested women usually... And how much running, running you're doing, yeah. obviously, too. And... The support comes from the band. Eighty percent comes from the band. But again, Brandon mm-hmm. knew that. And yeah, we're, now we're right now just just because uh, you can't see, we're boring Brandon right now <laughs> because he knows all this stuff already. I know. All right. Well, uh, if if you want to be fit for footwear. Apparel, accessories, socks, shoes, sports bras, anything. Do you need an appointment for this? No, no, absolutely not. Um, we, we, we don't have an appointment uh, schedule, so you just come on into the store. Um, and any one of our staff uh, will be able to help help you. Everybody has gone through the same training that, that I have, um, and I've trained a lot of folks as well. So um, anybody at the store uh, will be able to help you. And, and a lot of people ask me this. How much does this service cost? Uh, there's no cost. No cost. Tips no, are pre- yeah. appreciated. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever been tipped before? I have not. I oh. actually have. I've been tipped before um, a long time ago, a long time ago. But uh, I In said I can't, I can't take it. Someone gave me $5. I was like, I just can't take it. It's not part wow. of it. Yeah. So you've never been tipped? Um, you know, I personally haven't. I've been thanked and people have written yeah. me emails. But I believe somebody actually tried to pay Chris K once. Did they? Yeah. Okay. I think they tried to give him like a $10 bill. Oh wow! Okay, yeah. So I could see. inflation. That's, that's a lot of candy. <laughs> they could have bought a lot of, a lot candy. of candy at Seven <laughs> Eleven. Mm. All right, Brandon. Uh, now I I appreciate you listening to the show. Um, you know, Docs mm-hmm. dislikes all Pacers employees who don't listen. No, yeah, I know. So I, you're welcome on the show <laughs> yeah. as a listener. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So how did you get turned on to the to the to the Pace the Nation program? Uh, I needed something other than music to listen to in my long runs. Okay, um, so you listen on the run. Okay. Yeah, listen on the run. Um, I have. Uh, Music from that has not been updated since the early 2000s. <laughs> right, right. Uh, so it's it just needed to... A lot so, of like Backstreet Boys. And right. yeah, no. He's not a Backstreet no. Boy guy. Uh, I, don't think, in, I don't think you would have both. You have to choose between Backstreet okay, Boys right. and Okay, right. So are you Backstreet Boys or Sync? Neither. <laughs> <laughs> Got to pick a side. I would be the NSYNC side if I had to choose a side. But and you do one. have to choose a side. <laughs> <laughs> well, Docs, what would you be then? Backstreet Boys, if Farley's in sync, <laughs> I've got to counter his. Uh... Good point. Then I have to go with NSYNC. <laughs> All right, NSYNC there, NSYNC there, Backstreet. And Joanna? Um, I sadly did like NSYNC when I was a kid. This show is so, <laughs> this show is so incredibly stupid. It's ridiculous. I do have to say, uh, though, that wait, this is, this is just to throw out there. I did meet the Backstreet Boys once, though. Wow. Yeah. And I, that turned you off? <laughs> it did, yeah. <laughs> Quickly, please tell us. Sorry, you, sorry, you, sorry, Brandon. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> show takes another right turn. Quickly, how did you meet the? Uh, um. So I I went to a Catholic school, and the Monsignor at our school had a niece who was really into the Backstreet Boys, and he got her tickets, um, backstage tickets to see the Backstreet Boys when they were 
um, like in our area when she was visiting and then he needed somebody to go to the concert with her okay. so because I was such a model student he asked me to hang out with his niece and we got to meet the Backstreet Boys what was boys. the age difference between the two of you uh, she was my age okay yeah so we were bo- sadly we were both sophomores in high school and I uh-huh. never heard a Backstreet Boys song before so uh-huh. I, I mean it was an interesting experience <laughs> alright so that, good you, you were quick I appreciate that so but, but although <laughs> as a, a PSA to all our young listeners yeah do good in school and you might be able to meet the Backstreet Boys <laughs> there you go <laughs> they don't even know who the Backstreet Boys are you might uh, be able to meet Taylor Swift okay there that's a good comparison for the that's a good modern day comparison for who the Backstreet Boys were um, alright and an insult to Taylor Swift <laughs> <laughs> Brandon uh, what were we talking about <laughs> so Jog bras, man. Uh, no, no, we were talking about. I appreciate you listening to the show. Uh, put you on the spot here. Uh, favorite moment of the show, favorite segment, favorite guest. Give us. Oh, the Farley something. three questions. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. You can answer just one of those, all three of those. Favorite moment, favorite guest, you know. Favorite, favorite host. Favorite host. No, you don't need to do that. Uh, favorite uh, favorite um, show I, I did enjoy the interview with Molly Huddle mm-hmm. yes good um, so that was that was good oh the one I wasn't in mm-hmm. <laughs> so you didn't make favorite host obviously <laughs> <laughs> no Molly was yeah. Molly like was if great. you guys could do more interviews like that <laughs> yeah. if you know what I mean yeah so, okay that's a that's a good uh, that was a good interview uh, Molly uh was uh you know she's kind of reserved but I think Docs did a good job of getting some old school stories of mm-hmm. Of Notre Dame out of her, so yeah, enjoyed her. Look forward to seeing how she does this year. Um, finally, uh, one more question before we let you go here. New Mexico was the place that Breaking Bad. I'm putting them on the spot here. Is that right? Breaking Bad. Yes, that's in correct. New Mexico. Is that like M- M- New Mexico's claim to fame, or is there any stories you have? Do you, can you relate to ba- Breaking Bad? A lot of meth heads in your high school. Anything. <laughs> So, uh, yes, th- there's nothing good that has ever come out of New Mexico except, a break- except Breaking Bad. Um, so <laughs> well, that's not true. You came out of New Mexico, yeah, uh, and you're Pacers' number mm-hmm. one bra seller. Yeah, right. Exactly. Also, I think New Mexico has the most secure nuclear testing facility okay. in the country. So yes. there's some Based things. on a Dateline show I watched. Yeah, Los Alamos. Uh, the other thing um, with that is the the first season of Breaking Bad, the very first episodes where he's teaching in the high school, mm-hmm. is my old high school. You're kidding! Oh, that is my That's old awesome. high school. I didn't yeah. even realize. That. Did you when when you were in high school? Did you guys have a shortage of lab equipment? No, not so they they took some liberties there. Yeah, they yeah. took some liberties. Okay. So yeah, no. There's uh, whenever we go home, we've been uh, we usually try to do the Breaking Bad tour. Just we drive around town and find the house, nice. uh, the the, Wal- the Walter White house and the Jesse Pinkman house. We found those. So they really did film in New Mexico. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. the 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 locations that you're seeing are are real and the um, car wash the car wash the car i think wash i saw on instagram once they had a uh like like they had one of those featured segments on instagram where it was like a bunch of people taking pictures or different random people taking pictures at the car huh. wash yeah yeah we were one of them we were we were one of them <laughs> uh, we were one of them um and then the the spinoff show uh, better call saul is is still filmed in new mexico so that's uh, that's fun to watch because wow. it's it's it brings back home yeah uh, no, no question yeah. so it's more than just the nuclear power plant or the deserts, not a plant. It was a oh, testing facility. 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 Okay. Yeah. All right. So New Mexico has a lot to offer there. All right, uh, Brandon. Best of luck. Uh, you're going to have to keep us updated on how the marathon goes. Look forward to your blog. When do you think the blog will be out? Uh, sometime after the marathon. I'll so, have uh, okay. I'll have some downtime after that, so I'll be able to write a little bit. So that'll be run uh, run Pacers backslash blog. 
uh, you can find our blogs. You can find uh, Brandon's blog after the March 12th marathon. Best of luck there. Thank you. Uh, you can find Brandon in the Old Town store. It's 1301 King Street if you want to be fit for shoes, apparel, accessories. And it's Brandon Boucher. Brandon <laughs> Boucher. Yeah. Brandon Boucher. Brandon, thanks for joining us. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. All right, there goes Brandon. Uh, this is Pace the Nation. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back after this. All right, welcome back to the program. Thanks again to Brandon Boucher. Boucher. For, Boucher for joining us. That's a lot Boucher. more fun to say than Boucher. Yeah. Okay, I will never forget that now. I'm totally embarrassed. I was beat red when the interview started. Yeah. Uh, I wonder. I wonder how many people uh, give him the old Bobby Boucher. <laughs> I, I don't know. We should have asked him. Uh-huh. Ask him. I don't know why you're asking so many uh, Breaking Bad questions. questions and not any Waterboy questions. How cool was it though that his high school was where the actual Breaking Bad high school I, scenes were filmed? It it sounds cool, but I'm pretty sure there's only one high school <laughs> in New Mexico, so it's not surprising. You're probably you're probably right, Doc. Yeah. All right, that's Brandon. You can find him at the Old Town Store. Uh, good interview there. Um, so, Joanna, we wanted to talk quickly about, uh, before we get to the tweets, we want to talk about your trip to L.A. Any other things that we wanted to add? You know, we had a great interview with Karen and family last week. but uh, We did, yeah. Anything to add from L.A.? Did you uh, meet Kara Goucher again or anything? Um, I didn't meet Kara Goucher, um, but I did talk to Desi, which was really great. She's a prolific reader. She does know who Mark Twain is. Okay. <laughs> you asked her that? Um, I didn't need to ask her that. I know she knows who he is. <laughs> okay. um, so I did talk to her about like what book she's reading now. But I think the most important thing that I want to say about LA, I have two most important things. Okay. So mm-hmm. um, first of all, I can't mention my trip to LA without bringing up the tar pits, which I finally got to see. All right. Yeah, I've been waiting to see them for a long time. And you, you uh, have not stopped wearing the tar pit shirt since. <laughs> no, I haven't. So that's awesome. I, well, I don't even know what the tar pits are. Okay. Yeah, tar- we know. The tar- <laughs> we know because it's not sports. <laughs> sports are running, right? Yeah. Um. So they're they're tar pits. So it's like natural asphalt that's uh, below the ground. So asphalt's like a form of petroleum. Okay. And then um, back in like you know fifty thousand years ago, animals got trapped in the tar pits. And now we're excavating their bones now. So there's um, like 5 million fossils that they found in the tar pits. Mm -hmm. It's really cool. Okay. It's really right. cool. To people who are into that. So Farley, they, like, they would find a saber-toothed tiger in there. Okay. They have found um, 2,000 saber-toothed tigers in there, 4,000 dire wolves, okay. um, mammoths, camels, horses. It's really amazing. Wow. Okay. And there's also a lot of um, plants in there as well and insects. So it's like really cool that we're digging things up from a really long time ago. Wait, how did the plants get in there? Um, well, actually, there's a lot of theories about the tar pit. So in mm-hmm. the um, early days, uh, this, the excavation started in 1913, and they originally thought that everything that was in the tar pits had fallen into the tar pits um, as they were. But the more likely scenario is um, that where Los Angeles is now used to be the Pacific Ocean. Right. Um, and so there was a river basin um, at the Santa Monica Mountains. And so all of these things were probably underwater and then were absorbed into the tar pits mm-hmm. so it's a little diff- different so so all this time we thought that um saber-toothed tigers were land-based but but they actually live in rivers <laughs> no the that's a logical conclusion right farley 
It seems logical to me. All right, so okay, it's when the basin was being formed because the so the size of the tarpits doesn't match mm-hmm. up with the size of the animals that were in them, which means that the tarpit size has changed because mm-hmm. you couldn't pull like a mammoth out of some of these. Mm-hmm. Isn't it mammoth? Not Fort Mammoth. Okay, listen, tomato, tomato. <laughs> okay. I'm from New Jersey. So uh, that was one of the two things. That was one of the two, two things. things. So uh-huh. the other thing was that I, it was so cool to be in LA and see this race, and I had so many emotions the whole race. Um, and even though you're not running in it when you're watching this, and especially when you know people that are in the race, I just feel like it's such a rush of adrenaline. Um, and then at the end of the race, it's just such a letdown because you're like, oh my goodness, it's over. Like now I need another race. Um, so I saw so many to me like very famous people and it was like how I guess most people feel in LA where they're like starstruck at every corner and I was trying really hard not to be like that lame person that's like oh my god it's Dina Castor or it's Brits Um, but there were just like runners just like walking around everywhere which was awesome I could see you being that fangirl so Mm -hmm. I know that's why I was trying really hard not Mm -hmm, to be because my so my first day that I'm in the media room um, Shalene's mother Cheryl is in there and uh, she's talking to somebody else and this like really creepy guy is standing just like a few feet away from her and when she finishes her conversation, he goes up to her and he's like, hello, Cheryl. We met in a laundry room in 2003 in Eugene, Oregon. And then I thought maybe he was going to ask a question, but he didn't. Like, that was the end of his interaction mm-hmm. with her. So, like, I was like, that's really lame. And she's, like, trying really hard to be nice. She's like, oh, it's it's good to see you again. So I just didn't want to be that person. Uh-huh. And were you successful in that? I think so. Uh-huh. Yeah. I saw Emma Coburn my first day there as well, just like out on a run, and I didn't even know she was going to be there. Uh-huh. I saluted her. Right. Yeah. And and she did not salute back, I understand. <laughs> she did not. No military history with that one. <laughs> no, definitely not. Yeah. Um. The And the, the other thing that I want to say about LA, so I went to, Lizelle had a cheer station, and there's probably about 70, about 70-ish Wazelle girls there, like just dressed mm-hmm. head to toe in Wazelle. A lot of them were wearing their Wazelle singlets and they had cowbells and signs and there was 18 girls that were running on the Wazelle team in the race. Right. So every time one of them would go by, like the whole cheer station would just go crazy and we'd be chanting names and like, um, like give them hell Wazelle was the big cheer that everyone was saying. Oh, this is the second time we've used that, <laughs> that swear word on this show. We are trying to appeal to our bloodshot ass. <laughs> yeah. Park guys. Yeah. yeah. Um, wow. But it was just, it was so amazing to be in, in that big group of just like women supporting women to go back to my feminist agenda mm-hmm. um, that I actually like at one point had to leave because I could, I was just choked up so much that I, I thought I was going to start crying and I couldn't cheer anymore. So I just like had to walk away. Um, but it's just like Wazelle was just really awesome in there. I would say in their support of the athletes they had in the race. Cool. So just those two things. <laughs> Um, I think we covered a lot. Last yeah, is there, week, I mean, I, we can talk about Karen. the um, yeah. the shipping incident that I saw, or the really dangerous park that I went to. Let's save that for another episode. Okay. Well, final thing is that we should thank um, Mark Drath from Mizuno for yes. driving me to the airport, um, rescuing me from the dangerous part of LA, mm-hmm. and taking me to the tar pits. Well, thanks, Mark, and we're going to have you in studio. Uh, I think Mark's going to fly in from L.A. just to do this show, fly in and out on uh, a one-day trip, so we look forward to him on as a guest. Dedication. That is dedication. All right, you can tweet us at Pace the Nation, and every week if your tweet is deemed read-worthy, Joanna will uh, read it on the show just like she does now. That's harsh, if it's deemed read-worthy. All right, if it's deemed a... 
worthy tweet of Joanna. <laughs> <laughs> She'll read it on the program like she's going to do right now. Okay, so I know we tried to put the asterisk to rest last week. Um, but I was hoping we could. <laughs> well, but, you know, that's the danger of recording on Thursday and then the right. show comes out on Monday. So mm-hmm. there was a few days where people didn't know that we were trying to bury that hatchet. Um, so we did have a really good tweet from Michael P. Miller, who um, he said, Joe Torius and William E. Dax learned a new word listening to Pace Nation episode 30. Can't wait to start using it. And then he has um, an entry from a dictionary, and it's Farley, verb, to explain away results solely on the belief that you could have performed better. All right. I don't want to go into the whole thing here (laughs) because I know he's doing a funny bit, Mm -hmm. and I appreciate the funny bit. Right. But and he's even got a picture of you running. He's got a picture of you running. uh, That was good. I was impressed. It was was well done. But I could have definitely run under three hours that day. Yeah. That's his point. I I easily could have run under three hours. I don't mean to be like – You're – a pompous, you know, I could easily, I'm making his point for him. Mm-hmm. Right. That's, that's yeah. what the word means. Um, but we've laid to rest the asterisk. Yeah, right. Um, and actually JBM did tweet in to say, harsh, I'm joining the side of no asterisk needed. Very nice. impressed to have so many years sub three. Thank you. Thank you. But I thought we're not talking about right. it anymore. <laughs> not talking about it anymore. That's it. No longer. That's the final word on it. Um, struggling runner tweeted in with some suggestions. They said we should interview Tatiana McFadden. Um, and the reward for tweet of the week should be 20 pesos. P-A-C-E. Pacho. Well done. Yeah. Play on words. And also that would be, uh, really good because I believe 20 pesos is about a dollar. (laughs) It's a little over a dollar. So, um, that's a big win for the budget, uh, and puts more money into Joanna's, uh, car fund. Yes. Her Uber fund. Yeah. Um, then we also had a lot of chatter about the baby pacer. So Brian Knight said, listening to Pace the Nation, congrats, run pacer and Julie Cully. Thank you, Brian. Appreciate it. And I'm sorry that I, if I offended you (laughs) about your dog Instagram pictures, (laughs) I didn't mean to, I wasn't calling you out specifically. It's making a general statement. And like we've already established, people should not be offended by your rants. Right. <laughs> Good point. Um, Carter at Pace Nation, first you're going after the dog demographic. Now you're kissing babies. Are you all getting ready for Super Tuesday? And I thought that was a really good tweet. That was a funny tweet. We enjoyed uh, Kieran, Kiva, and Zyra all in studio last week. Uh, Kiva was very uh very quiet but mm-hmm. uh we we did Kiva being her. the one week old yeah we did have the one her. week year we old did, we did <laughs> we did have her in studio so we are uh we are pandering towards that uh mm-hmm. to that demographic well parents spend lots of money on children these days yeah. uh so and we're trying to tap that market even yeah, though this true. is a free show <laughs> so wait why are we trying to tap into that market that know. way i don't get it um oh I know, because then you could play the uh, um, Pace the Nation to, to put your kids to sleep. Yeah, that's true. Maybe we, people, we can market maybe the show as, as a, um, so you don't have to drive around at three in the morning. Just put the show on. That's true. I don't like that. That means we're boring. <laughs> All right. Next tweet, please. Um, so Lauren Soto also said, I vote that Run Pacer's little one should be named Pace, P-A-C-E. Okay. I think that somebody in uh, the Old Town Fun Run group did actually name the kid the middle name Pace. So uh, it's been done. Oh, yeah. I don't mm-hmm. know if I want to uh, 
Yeah, I want off on that. I want to. I want to update the nickname for the baby, or not the nickname. This is the real name. Okay, Uh, it's going to be Lil Pacer, (laughs) like L I L apostrophe Pacer. Like Lil Wayne. That's horrible. Okay. No thanks, Doc. Um. So it's been decided. No thanks, Lil Lil Pacer. Um. But you guys aren't going to reveal a name before the baby is born, right? I I don't think so. That's up to Julia. But you will find out on the podcast. Awesome! (laughs) I can't wait. Um, yeah, so Midpack Biped said that he was okay with finding out about the baby on his flight to California on the podcast, but I was, I'm still not. Yeah. Well, Midpack, I'm glad you were okay. Can you convince Joanna that it was okay? Mm, maybe two more tweets. Yeah. That, that should do more. it. Thank you. Um, and Satya Morthy also said, after listening to episode 42 of Pace Nation, looking forward to seeing and talking with Ren Pacer at the happy hour this Thursday. So I guess I don't need to show up. So yeah, me neither. Yeah. I feel, well, I feel good about that, that uh, tweet. I look forward to seeing Satya, but, uh, no, I've. And well, you guys can talk about babies since yeah. he's got a new baby. Right. That's what I think he's talking about. So you guys better be there to entertain the rest of them. Yeah. Satya. Satya, everything you tell Farley about raising a kid will be new to him. So <laughs> I hope you can stay for a long time. Yeah. Um, oh, and talking about our guest from last week, Karen, and his, his small baby that was in the studio, um, Chris Farley tweeted, running the canal, listening to Pace a Nation draft. I see this week's guest running, listening to him talk, and I see him running. How's that work? Mm. Yeah, it was kind of crazy that I was listening on Sunday to the show. Docs gives us a draft, and we can you know give him any sort of changes we need. So listening to the draft, I'm listening to Kieran. Very behind the curtain. Yeah, uh, listening to Kieran, and I see Kieran. And it was really like this warp zone type yeah well satya experience. tweeted in to say is that like inception i don't know that i don't know what that means i don't know, <laughs> I don't know why i don't know why i it's, thought you might yeah. have it's a pop culture reference of okay. course you don't get I it i don't know um yeah you know it it definitely uh is one for the scientists <laughs> Uh, yeah. This 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 whole phenomenon. When you saw Kieran, was was he fading at all? <laughs> no. Could you was he translucent? He could just you waved. See, could you see through him? He just waved at me. Uh, okay. Yeah. No. So great. we did not disrupt the space time continuum. <laughs> no. Mm. I was worried about that. No. But I was glad to see him. But uh, I was listening to him and seeing him was just a weird mm-hmm. moment. And and uh, just a preemptive answer to anybody who asked the question. No, you cannot get access to the show before it <laughs> broadcasts on Monday. Uh, that's a that's a production yeah. uh, copy. Um, and so our last tweet is kind of a sad tweet. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was from Kevin King, who tweeted in um, from a newspaper that reported on um, the British Bulldogs passing. Right. Um, and. In the article, it's it's deemed negligence on the runner's part, so on the British Bulldog's part, because he wasn't wearing reflective gear, carrying a flashlight or a headlamp. Yeah, yeah, and I, I uh, you know, I, I I think that it's a good kind of public service announcement to to put that out there. It it is sad that uh, that is probably a big factor in why the driver couldn't see him. Yeah, it's yeah. dark, it's dark, foggy, foggy, and, and yeah. you know you got to be safe out there. Wear your high vis stuff. And I remember seeing him run docks in in Charlottesville, you know, dozens or hundreds of times. And you know, it was always just a pair of shorts and no shirt. Yeah, definitely not any sort of reflective or lights or anything like that. Yeah. Um, okay, and this is not a tweet, but last week Leanna did tweet in to ask about uh, her letter, and I did finally receive it. And the mailbox was stuffed with fan mail? Well, it was stuffed with bills. but um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, So I would like more fan mail to yeah, know. Yes, please. 
Uh, and I want to congratulate her for a few things. So in um, my name on the outside of the envelope, she did do all lowercase letters. Wow. And she included the E. She's mm-hmm. following along at yeah. home. Mm-hmm. So she's a, she's definitely a real listener. Yeah. Yeah. Does she have her own fan club? Is she president of a fan club? She definitely should be. Competing against uh, Satya's fan club <laughs> and Kevin King's fan club. Still, still, no matter how much, I won't let that go. They I haven't know. commented on it yet. <laughs> Um, and so in her letter to us, Eliana said, Dearest Pace Nation, absolutely loving the show. I finally caught up. I'm not sure how to pass the time anymore at the zoo when I'm on panda cleanup <laughs> duty. Mm. Also, is Docs an American 007? I don't think that's possible. Uh, only 007s are British. Okay. Well, she said an American 007. Uh-huh. Yeah, but the the American system doesn't do the doubles. Uh, you guys are looking. You guys are looking at me for a comment. I am totally out of my lane here. So, uh, well, he may or he may not be. We I can't don't, comment. I on don't that. even. I don't know what a 007 is. You don't? No, I mean James Bond. Bond. Right, I do know that it's James Bond, but I I know it was a spy. Spy. Yeah, but they are only British. Well, the, the the numbering system like that is is the the British numbering system. For their spies. Do people know that? I mean, I don't think people really know. I think know people that. who read Ian Fleming probably do. <laughs> I, I didn't. Um, it's a great note. Thank you for the, thank yeah. you for the note. And, and she um, has a really nice handwriting. Yes, yeah. as well. Uh, so what should we do? I think, I think we should just switch to a daily format now because <laughs> she's all caught up. Right? Can you guys record every day? Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> This podcast, of course, is sponsored by Pacers Running. Pacers Running with five area D.C. locations. Pacers Running is for every run. Of course, we also have a store in Joanna's uh, home state of New Jersey, Princeton, New Jersey. Uh, Princeton, New Jersey uh, location there on 7 Palmer Square in Princeton. What was that? Uh, I don't know that I call New Jersey my home state. You say that you're from Jersey at least three times a minute. Only when it's convenient. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, and and you use it as a an excuse for behavior <laughs> or as like a reason why you're exemplary. Yeah, it's a Jersey thing. Exactly. <laughs> well played. But I wasn't born there. All right, this week in the news, a couple of race results that I think are of note. Uh, Drew Hunter lowered his own uh, high school record mile time, indoor mile time, to 3.57. And that was during Melrose. How, how much change? It was about a second, a little over a second. No, I mean, how much? 3.57 and how much change? Oh, I don't have that specific. Uh, I apologize for that. Well... Uh, you can Google It's it. not an exact science, yeah. <laughs> this this running stuff. Other results this weekend. Uh, we had a, a number of guests participate in Milrose, mm-hmm. and I think they had some really good results. Second place finish for Molly Huddle. She ran just under uh, 15 minutes, 14.57, and she was just barely outleaned at the finish. She ran yeah. 14.57.31 to the winner's uh-huh. time of 14.57.18. Yeah, that was a good race. Really Molly good race. Molly took it to her the whole race. Like she was she was uh yep. leading the pace. I think that 
um, she probably hurt by the indoor track, the small track, because yeah. uh, they were lapping people. Yeah, yeah. There's she, a lot of discussion about that. Yeah. Oh, that, well, I don't pay attention to that discussion. So that was an independent <laughs> thought on my right. on my end. But for it, the record, it was a it was a it was an exciting race. So uh, silver medal for one Pace the Nation alumni. Yeah, and another, another silver medal uh, to Carrie Gallagher, who ran four twenty six eighteen, and the women's want to make her mile. Uh, she was second to Shannon Roberry. Carrie is like having an awesome year. Yeah. So that was a Carrie. Carrie ran a great race as well. Um, she put herself in a great position and had a monster finish. Shannon, I think, took that race out and was distanced the the pack. So really, it was kind of the pack running for second place mm-hmm. uh, with the way that that Shannon ran. Um, but yeah, that was that was a, a great race by by Carrie. Very impressive. Yeah, good tactics. Her bangs looked great the whole time. Great just, bangs. Yeah, great was bangs. that also in the discussions? Was, was <laughs> that was in my discussion with uh, Amy? Okay. But well, you yeah. should have texted me. I would have conversed about that as well. <laughs> so another silver medal for a PTN alumni. And and now on the last race, yeah, I feel like everyone was texting about who was going to win, like Willis or Centro in right. the mm-hmm. men's want to make a mile. Mm-hmm. And um, the two of you were like, "Oh, well, everyone's getting second today, right. so Centro is going to get second today." Mm-hmm. But I never gave up faith that he was going to win. Well, I actually had insider from his dad that said he was a little bit sick. He was sick, so I thought definitely it would have been. I felt like second place was was uh, something that was very attainable, but to win it against okay. Nick Willis. Okay, for the record, okay. to establish the record, okay. my text message, which started the thread, was a joke. Oh, I was okay. saying that that okay. because of because the other PTN guests got silver, right. the scientific conclusion is that Matt will get a silver. I wasn't serious saying that I, I doubted him. Well, you can't go with science. Just well, have to go with intuition. Well, uh-huh. you were right, Joanna. He ran 350.63, uh, a meet record that puts him fourth on the all-time indoor mile list, and he edged out Nick Willis and won the gold medal there in the men's Wanamaker Also mile. a very fun race to watch. Mm-hmm. Really good races from Milrose this weekend. Um, and even though Joanna's calling us out, she did not respond on that thread until after the race was over. So she never put her. She Good never point. said anything before the race. Like, nope, Matt's gonna win. So okay, well, I have a million other text messages where I I put a little heat on Matt's winning too. Mm-hmm. Matt oh, you did. you did. I did. Yeah. Wow. What? I like what? That. what I mean, these a- are like friendly bets. I uh-huh. got like twelve bucks. But yeah. Twelve dollars. Bra- and bragging rights. Mm-hmm. You bet? Did you bet with twelve different people, or you actually made a twelve dollar bet? Um. I don't really know the specifics of how it works. There is, it's not that. It was like six people. Oh, everybody put in like a dollar for or two dollars for picking a horse. Yeah, that's a. I, I that's do what enjoy we. That. That's what we used to do. Like we'd when go we go to, to Milrose with McCarney, and and for every single race, we would put a dollar in, and you'd have to pick a, a horse in each race. Well, I wanted to do time too, but I uh-huh. ke- I did the same thing last year, and I picked um, Matthew. But I also said they were going to go under three fifty. I did the uh-huh. same thing this year, and getting close, but mm. didn't didn't do it. So those are all fun results and in the news, and also finally, uh, kind of a, a sad story that uh, you want want to have your thoughts with fourth place Olympic marathon trials finisher Luke. How do you say his last name, Joanna? Don't know. All right. Well, we're just going to go with Pistora. Podesta? I thought it was, isn't there? Podestra. All right. Well, uh, fourth place finisher, Luke P. Uh, 
he just had a, a kid with his wife, uh, Trudy, and their daughter has cancer. A uh, seven-month-old daughter has cancer. So that's a, kind of a, a sad story that's uh, been going around. And there is a GoFundMe page uh, with the goal to raise $50,000. They've already raised $33,000. So support the, that family. Uh, he's a former Oregon Duck teammate with Matthew Centrowitz and uh, Chris Kay, former guest. Talked to Chris Kay about him yesterday. Sounds like a great guy, and hopefully the the kid will be uh, okay, but just has to go through some chemo and cancer treatment. So that is in the news for this week. Also in the news, we're very excited to announce that we're going to have many on-location podcast recordings coming up. Oh, really? Uh, Yeah, I think we'll probably do one a month uh, where we record out of the studio uh, in in a... uh, uh, different location. Well, because we've got trials. And mm-hmm. Do we know what days we're going to be in, in Eugene yet? I'd like to start booking stuff. Yeah, we should talk to you who are, who's flying us out there. Yeah, all right. We got to talk to the good people who are flying us out there, and I got to find out who those good people are. <laughs> okay. Um, we're going to go to Alaska. We're going to Alaska. Yeah, true. Uh, so, so whenever that one happens. Uh, we're going to Vegas in June yeah, we for are. a show. We yeah. are? Yeah. yeah. That's exciting news. Wait, I didn't know about this. June 13th, Vegas trip. Yeah, we, we just tell you. We Vegas. just tell you. Uh, What's in Vegas? Well, Docs has something going on out there, so we're just going to piggyback on yeah. that. I've never yeah. been to Vegas okay. before. Great. We'll talk about it on the show okay. in Vegas. Okay. Book, book us some guests who live out that way. Uh, okay. June right. 13th. There's There's got to be guests who, I mean, it's. It's close to Arizona, right? I'm not a map guy, but yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of people it's who train. like that side yeah. of the country. Yeah. Have you ever been to the Grand Canyon? Uh, I have, yeah. Oh, because you can go to the Grand Canyon. You can drive to the Grand Canyon from... Well, I went when I was a kid. You know, my uh-huh. mom went to school in Arizona, um, but I don't remember the Grand Canyon. I saw it. I don't remember mm-hmm. it. Okay. I dropped well, my sunglasses in it. Uh, we can go look for them. That'd be great. My mom would be really happy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and where else are we filming... On location, I think those are three big ones. Oh, okay, so they're just those. Let's three. just work out the details on mm-hmm. those three, and then we'll go from mm-hmm. there. Ooh. Okay. This week, Clarendon Construction. Hey guys, we are three days ahead of schedule. Three days. Three days wow. ahead of schedule, and big we news. have a leap day this year too. Big news. So we were scheduled to open, no fooling, April first. Mm-hmm. But now it could be earlier than that. Uh, what? March, you know, late March, 28th. <laughs> April 1 minus three days. <laughs> yeah. 28th, 27th, somewhere around there. So that's exciting. We're actually building walls in there now. You are building walls? No, I'm not. The good, the, the, the construction. He's uh, not crew. involved. That's why they're three days ahead of schedule. <laughs> <laughs> so actually walls are being constructed in there. Uh, we also have a lot of electric uh, being redone. Mm. We're moving some uh, of the air conditioning units. Oh, that's necessary. Yeah. So uh, so those are all big moves, big changes. But uh, they're in there every day from 5 a.m. to 1 p.m. So I watch a lot of home improvement yeah. shows because I really I like construction work. So in every project, there is always an unforeseen mm-hmm. hurdle yeah, that you yeah. come to. So yeah. have you come to the hurdle in Clarendon? Well, the electric was pretty tough. Mm-hmm. So we got through that. There's a couple change orders that I've been signing off on, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, nothing, knock on wood, nothing uh, that is going to restrict us from opening. Well, 
usually from these from this HGTV experience, you have a contingency in the budget. No, uh, no, no. You, when you when you budget and when they say this, is how much going to cost? Usually, there's a reserve in there for issues. These things. And this is usually when you do the discovery during the demolition when you're like, right. oh boy. Oh boy! Oh, yeah, like I there's mold or asbestos mm-hmm. or like something needs to be totally rewired. Mm-hmm. We're hoping for no old boys, so um, no real big old boys yet. Yeah, usually what is it? It's like plumbing in the basement or water leaks in the basement or no or basement like a, a a roof isn't actually stable and it has mm-hmm. to be. All right, redone. you guys are freaking me out here. <laughs> Enough. Oh, but the when they have the old uh, um, the old electricity. Mm-hmm. No. We're three days ahead of schedule. <laughs> I'm not hearing anything else. So that's your update, Claren and Construction. All right, guys, episode 43 in the books. Great job. It was a big show. We have a happy hour tonight, so I'll be seeing you guys in a few hours. You will be seeing us over Satya's shoulder as you spend all the time... Uh, learning and learning and learning. Yeah, I got a lot to learn, Satya. All right, thanks to Brandon Boucher. Got that name right this time. Uh, for joining us in studio. Uh, thanks to Jenny Simpson for her contribution today as well. Thanks to you listeners. Really appreciate you guys' uh, feedback and tweets to the show. Uh, we've got a good thing, and I appreciate you guys uh, being part of it. All right, for Joanna E. Russo and William E. Docks, I'm Chris Farley. This has been Pace the Nation. We'll see you next week.